0: I remember in high school being concerned that I might forget my lunch, but thankfully we didn't have to deal with being crushed to death by falling cars. Everybody, welcome to this sidekick powered episode of Super Sci Fi Party, the only podcast where we talk exclusively about fun science fiction movies, TV shows, and more. No post apocalyptic downer sci fi allowed. My name is Todd Kinsley, and with me, as always, is my tunnel glowing, puddle flowing, hamster showing, plant growing, Mr. Boy Knowing co host and brother, Scott Kinsley. How are you doing on this super powered winter's day, Scott?
1: Uh, Doing pretty good. Just use some of my superpowers to make the dog lay down.
0: Sometimes that can be a Herculean effort. (laughs) Today we're talking about Disney's 2005 feature film Sky High. Sky High explores the misadventures of students attending a high school for superheroes. The film is 100 minutes long and was released on July 29, 2005. What was competing with Sky High in theaters Back in July 2005 Scott Well
1: Todd We had the Fantastic Four Wedding Crashers Stealth And Skeleton Key Are the big ones I saw
0: I like Wedding Crashers Don't don't know that I really recognize the other ones
1: Ah Fantastic Four Was the uh, Jessica Alba version
0: Oh that's a good version And Stealth was a
1: show about uh, fighter jets with Jessica Biel in it. So it was just the month of Jessica's. Yep. And Skeleton Key, I think, was about secret societies
0: at a Mm, college. No. (laughs) I don't know that one. Yeah, I don't know that one either. Sky High was written by Paul Hernandez, Bob Schooley, Mark McCorkle, it was directed by Mike Mitchell, and just wait to hear the amazing cast they assembled for this movie. But first, we'll start with the actors who were relative newcomers in this film, because I don't want to melt your mind too quickly. <laughs> Sky High starred Michael Angarano as Will Stronghold, Steven Strait as War and Peace, DJ Daniels as Ethan Bank, Kelly Witts. As Magenta Lewis, and Nicholas Braun as Zach Braun. <laughs> well, my name's Todd Kinsley, so that means in the movie I could be Zach Kinsley.
1: Well, yes, yeah. Excellent. It's weird. Most of the time when they do that kind of thing, they just change the uh, last name, not the first name. Exactly. Oh, so it is high school, and a lot of people used to call people by just their last name, so maybe that's why.
0: I have no idea. And Hmm. now we are up to the mind-melting portion of our cast list. Are you Uh, ready, Scott? Oh, yeah. Danielle Panabaker is Layla Williams. Panabaker is best known for the TV show The Flash and uh, also Sawoon. (laughs) Sawoon. Sawoon. Swoon. And I'll leave it there regarding my crush on the modern-day Danielle Panabaker. Mary Elizabeth Winstead played... Gwen Grayson slash Royal Pain. Winstead, of course, is best known for the amazing film Scott Pilgrim Versus the World. Here's one that I didn't know until I read the credits, but Patrick Warburton played the voice of Royal Payne when she's using her voice modulator. <laughs> Warburton is known for a different live-action superhero show, The Tick.
1: Really? Spoon! All right, Patrick Warburton, That's that was the guy who played The Tick, or as I was first introduced to him on Seinfeld, his putty. Exactly. Yeah, that's a fun guy.
0: Linda Carter played Principal Powers, best known as the 1970s TV version of Wonder Woman. Don't, 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 don't. Wonder Woman. Never mind. <laughs> we'll get to her later. Kurt Russell played Steve Stronghold, a.k.a. The Commander. Russell is best known for Escape from New York, Big Trouble in Little China, and many others. The late, great Kelly Preston is best known for Jerry Maguire. Don't ever stop! Hmm, Moving on. Kevin Heffernan is Ron Wilson bus driver. Heffernan is best known as part of the comedy troupe Broken Lizard, and they are amazing. Uh, He's also on one of our favorite shows, Current Shows. Tacoma FD. I can't say enough nice things about Tacoma FD.
1: Yeah, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. I believe it's on True TV. Yes, it is True TV. I think it's one of two shows that they show on True TV. (laughs) Between that and what, Impractical Jokers?
0: Yep, that's it. And sometimes uh, The Magician. Yes,
1: Carbonaro effect.
0: Carbonaro. Bruce Campbell played Coach Boomer slash Sonic Boom. (laughs) Campbell is best known, of course, for the Evil Dead franchise, also his series Briscoe County Junior, and Xena Warrior Princess. Dave Foley played All-American Boy. Foley is best known for being part of the Canadian sketch comedy troupe and TV show Kids in the Hall. Kevin McDonald played Professor Medulla. McDonald is also best known for Kids in the Hall. Jim Rash Played Mr. Grayson, a.k.a. Stitches. And Rash is best known for his outstanding comedic role as the dean in the TV show Community.
1: Ah, Community.
0: Now, if you have not seen Community, you need to see Community. I believe it's currently on Netflix. Go check it out. You will not be disappointed. Now, that is a deep roster of talent. Isn't it amazing hearing me try to use sports terminology? <laughs> it's like watching a chimpanzee trying to do calculus. Actually, it's more accurately like watching calculus trying to act like a chimpanzee. Ooh. Bam, what? <laughs> and he got a bam,
1: what in there?
0: As we mentioned earlier, Sky High is a movie about teenagers attending a high school for superheroes. So in tribute to this super fun film, we've created our own... Top ten list of worst new superhero names. All right, number
1: ten is Captain Creepy. Ooh. Also known as me, I think.
0: Number nine, Professor Pincushion. Do
1: you get the point? (laughs) (laughs) Number eight, Mold Merchant. I think he lives in my
0: shower. I think he does. Number seven, the sneer. (laughs) (laughs) Number six, Dr. Love Handles They call me Dr.
1: Love Handles Yeah we're still talking about me here What the heck
0: Number 5 The Anatomic Anomaly <laughs> Number 4 Mighty Muck Number 3 The Silver Secretion yeah. Number 2 The Air Quotes Avenger And number 1 On our top 10 list of worst New superhero names Firepower Fudge Fist
1: (laughs) I don't want to know where he's getting his firepower from I don't want to
0: know what a Fudge Fist is You know Captain Love Handles is not only On our list of worst (laughs) new superhero names But it was also my nickname during junior year of high school Okay actually my nickname was That giant music guy who mostly only band people talk to you But I'm not certain which nickname I like better They're both great
1: Hmm I don't know, the one does make you a captain, though.
0: I always wanted to be a captain of something, although I thought... I always thought it would be Captain Morgan, but... Oh, nice. I'll take Captain Love handles Sky High starts as our main character, Will Stronghold, is beginning high school, which in this film makes him 14 years old for our foreign listeners. But because Will is the son of famous superhero team The Commander and Jetstream... He will be attending Sky High, which is a high school exclusively for superheroes in training. Unfortunately for Will, he's hiding a secret. He has not actually inherited any superpowers from his hero parents. He is just a normal teenager. Fortunately, Will does not have to start high school alone because he will be accompanied by his very woke best friend Layla, whose superpower is plant control. But it turns out Layla also has a secret she has a massive crush on will and always has as the two best friends catch the bus for their first day at sky high. They meet Ron Wilson bus driver. Ron is an oddball, but he's nice to will. Oh, and that alert indicates that this is one of Scott's top three fun moments in sky high. So take it away, Scott.
1: As they're getting on the bus, will and Layla are greeted by the other incoming freshmen, and they're trying to find a seat. Rod decides that Will, being a stronghold there, needs to sit behind him on the bus, leaving no seat for Layla. Then one of the kids looks over and goes, Oh, come on, they're boyfriend and girlfriend. They should sit together. At which point Will says, She's my, uh, friend. Then Layla looks disappointed because of the aforementioned crush and says, Yeah, he's like my brother. And then out of nowhere pops up a guy, and his line is, "Oh, in that case, I'm Larry," as he's trying to hit on Layla, who we just found out was single. I just loved that. That's some confidence there.
0: It's especially uh, confident considering that Larry is about eight inches shorter than Layla, <laughs> and he has, I think, red curly hair and glasses. Yes, sounds like. right. Confidence can be fun. And a fun moment indeed this was. I can speak like Yoda.
1: (laughs) Very nice. That should be a superpower.
0: Ron Wilson, bus driver, tells the kids to hang on as the bus suddenly converts to a flying vehicle and it soars into the air. Because it turns out that Sky High is literally a special high school in the sky. It also turns out that it's right next to Lando Calrissian's Cloud City. (laughs) Okay, no it doesn't, but that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, it should be, though. Upon arrival at their floating high school in the sky, things start to get very familiar, in my opinion. So, Scott, it is my opinion that once Will arrives at Sky High, things start to get very reminiscent of Harry Potter, and I'll tell you why. (laughs) Because of his famous superhero parents, people at the school treat Will kind of like a celebrity, Hmm? just like people at Hogwarts treated Harry Potter like a celebrity. In Sky High, even the school bullies try to befriend Will Stronghold, just like how Malfoy and his goons tried to befriend Harry Potter on his first day at Hogwarts. Then at Sky High, the school year kicks off with the students going one by one in front of the student body so they can participate in a kind of sorting. It turns out that Will Stronghold is sorted into Gryffindor. Just (laughs) kidding. But it turns out the kids are called to the front of the gym, where the sorting hat. I mean, gym teacher sorts the kids into one of two tracks, the hero track or the sidekick track, also known by the more PC term hero support. Oh, and that alert indicates one of my top three fun moments from sky high. I chose this moment because I really like the power placement test. Yes, it's somewhat derivative of the sorting hat ceremony from Harry Potter, but it has a definite superhero twist. Being a lifelong fan of superheroes, it's fun to see the students exhibiting highly varied superpowers. There's a kid who turns into a giant rock monster that can lift a car. And then there's one of Will Stronghold's friends who can only shapeshift into a hamster. Then there's Will's overconfident friend who is very pumped up about his ability to glow. <laughs> and only in a dark room. You know, I have that superpower too. You I just need to crack a glow stick And <laughs> boom I'm good to go What's your favorite superpower Demonstrated in the power placement test scene Ooh.
1: Actually the, the one that worked out well To me in the power placement team Was the guy who turns into a puddle And he, he turns into
0: a puddle While avoiding a car being Dropped on his head It seems like a very uh, useful skill At that particular moment Yeah I just enjoyed the whole the whole power placement idea and the fact that they got to go through different superpowers and the people that made, you know, that wrote the movie got to sit down and try to think of cool superpowers and lame superpowers so they could divide some of the kids into heroes and some of the kids into sidekicks. So I just thought it was fun. As the power placement testing continues, Will's best friend Layla refuses to participate in the superpower test because she says it supports a flawed system. This causes Coach Boomer to arbitrarily place Layla into the sidekick class. After this, the coach announces lunch, but tells Will that he will be the first student tested after lunch. Immediately following the lunch period, Will runs into the very attractive upperclassman Gwen, who is played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and Will instantly develops a crush on her. I wonder if this might end up having consequences later in the movie. Hmm. Nah. Back in the gym, Will begins his power placement test. He tries telling Coach Boomer that he doesn't have any powers, but the coach doesn't listen. At one point, the coach suddenly releases a car from the ceiling directly over Will's head. The thought is that Will will use his super strength to hold the car, but because he has no powers, he falls flat to the ground and narrowly avoids being crushed to death by the falling vehicle. This is our first indication that there can be grave danger at Sky High. I remember in high school being concerned that I might forget my lunch, but thankfully we didn't have to deal with being crushed to death by falling cars. At least not not typically.
1: No, not, not typically, but... I mean, there was that one
0: time, but... It's eventually revealed that Will has inherited no superpowers from his parents, so the coach declares him to be a sidekick. At Sky High, having no superpowers is considered to be a serious condition, so Will is sent to be examined by the school nurse. She tells him that it's possible, though he has two superpowered parents, he may never develop superpowers himself. This has only happened one time previously in the school's history, and it happened to Ron Wilson, bus driver. Upon returning home from his first day of school, Will's father, who is still clueless about Will's lack of powers, gives Will the key to his parents' secret sanctum. The sanctum is the secret basement level of their house, which serves as a superhero headquarters, game room, and trophy room. Oh, and that alert indicates this is one of Scott's top three fun moments of Sky High. Take it away, Scott.
1: Yeah, this part is particularly fun to me because it, we're, we're given the impression that this is the first time he's ever been allowed into the uh, secret lair, and he gets down there. They're surrounded by, like you said, trophies that his parents have collected from uh, various battles and supervillains and high-tech equipment and scanners and gadgets. I noticed Magneto's
0: helmet was not there. <laughs>
1: And the first thing Will notices is the pool table. He's like, hey, you got a pool table. And his dad also points out, ooh, and a pinball machine.
0: Well, you know, top secret villain weapons
1: or pool table (laughs) and pinball machine. I mean, you made it into the Bat Cave more or less, and you see the pool table.
0: Hey, but you can't play a cool game of pinball on somebody's old rusty helmet. (laughs) Very true. Very true. The commander shows his son various objects he has collected from various supervillains he and his wife have defeated, including a mysterious sci-fi-looking device called the Pacifier, which the superhero duo collected after defeating their archenemy, the supervillain Royal Pain. Will's dad gives him the key to the sanctum, but makes him promise to never tell anyone about the secret sanctum and to never bring anyone to see it. Gee, I wonder if that'll have consequences later.
1: I don't think so. I mean, I think he'll listen. Mm. Yeah.
0: The next day at Sky High, Will and his friends begin their hero support training with their teacher, All-American Boy, played by the hilarious Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall. Oh, and that alert indicates this is my third top three fun moment from Sky High. Boy, I got him out of the way quickly this time, didn't I? Yeah, you did. In this scene, All-American Boy finds out that Will Stronghold is one of his new students, and it turns out that All-American Boy used to be Will's father's sidekick early in his superhero career. This comes as a surprise to Will, who has never heard of him. I just love it because Dave Foley is so great in this scene. I think the scene works well because Foley is the exact opposite of the male superhero stereotype, (laughs) but he plays the role with total conviction. There are two great lines in this scene that I totally love. First, the teacher goes behind a chalkboard, makes an instantaneous quick change into his sidekick costume, leaps onto his desk and says, My name is All-American Boy. Of course, nowadays, I just go by Mr. Boy. (laughs) That's comedy gold right there. The second great line is when he says, Without hero support, there wouldn't be any heroes all right, there probably would be heroes, but they would be very lonely. Lonely heroes indeed. This is a level of comedy that you just don't expect to see going into this film. I mean, you expect that there will be heroes versus villains plus high school angst, but this is a great comedy take on what a high school for superheroes might actually be like, and I just really love it. What'd you think of Mr. Boy?
1: Mr. Boy was awesome in that role. Uh, I mean... For those who don't know the actor, he is probably forty something at the point of this movie and starting to go gray and just is this all American boy and he pops out and in what probably was his old suit. It's just great. It's
0: it really is. It's fantastic. After starting hero support class with Mr. Boy <laughs> We are treated to a music video style montage of Will and his friends studying their sidekick skills. This leads us into a scene where Will and his sidekick friends are studying at Will's house. There's a great line where Will's dad comes home, sees the kids studying, and he says, If you kids are all in here, who's out saving the world? That's such a baller line.
1: It is. (laughs) That's great.
0: You know, that could be adapted to be a pickup line at a superhero bar. If you're sitting here looking beautiful, who's out saving the world?
1: Uh, Yeah, that works. We'll give it to you. We're
0: going to have to try it. As soon as we (laughs) find that (laughs) superhero bar. Anyhow, Will and his father have a conversation in which Will finally admits that he's a sidekick because he doesn't have any superpowers at all. The next day at Sky High, Will is at lunch, and he's being harassed by the school bullies, which causes him to accidentally bump into the school's brooding loner, because there always has to be a brooding loner, Warren Peace, which is W-A-R-R-E-N-P-E-A-C-E. It turns out that Warren's father is a supervillain, and Will's parents defeated him and put him in jail. I believe it was multiple life sentences, if I recall. This causes Warren to hate Will. So now Will has an arch enemy who starts to fight with him in the cafeteria. It turns out Warren Peace can throw fireballs and he starts throwing them at Will. Will dodges the flames, but eventually he's trapped under a table. Will's friends try to stand up for him, but they are essentially helpless and Warren turns on them. Warren is about to use his fireballs on the sidekicks when suddenly Will lifts the table and Warren high above his head because it turns out that Will has suddenly gained the power of super strength just like his father. Yay! Will tosses the table and Warren across the room where Warren lands hard in a pile of rubble. Now in the middle of the fight scene, there's a cutaway where we see Coach Boomer in the faculty lounge with mad science teacher Madula. Oh! and that alert indicates this is one of my top three fun moments of Sky High. Although I think that might be four for Sky High.
1: Yeah, we'll have to count later, but
0: I'll I'll allow it. Well, thank (laughs) you. We catch the coach mid-conversation with the science teacher where it seems like the coach is trying to convince Medulla to go out on a double date with him by saying, What if I said it's not just her twin, it's her evil twin? (laughs) Medulla suddenly looks interested and says, this Friday, you say? To which Coach Boomer replies, Madula, you dog. Nice. I just really love this little scene. It has virtually no impact to the main storyline at all, but it's a great comedic piece of world building. Uh, it's just a friend trying to convince another friend to go on a double date, but they suddenly add in the evil twin reference, which fits a world in which superheroes and villains actually exist. Uh, so it's just great. Anyhow, as the coach and Medulla are having their conversation, War and Peace suddenly crashes through the wall, presumably having been tossed through by Will Stronghold. This is a typical high school fight, but with superpowers. There's a great line where Will says, it's my first week of sky high and I already have an arch enemy. <laughs> now I'm going to call Will an overachiever here because it took me about three weeks in high school to develop an arch enemy. How mm-hmm. about you? see, I'm trying to remember, maybe a year. Nice. I guess my arch enemy was kind of a holdover from eighth grade, but he really kicked it up in high school. The funny thing is, I was a large six foot five inches tall as a freshman, so my arch enemy had to bring half the hockey team with him in order to feel safe threatening me. (laughs) The bad thing is I kind of remember deserving it. In that, in that particular incident. What'd you do? I said something stupid to a female friend of theirs earlier that day. And I was 15. I was stupid. So I said huh? something stupid. And later they arrived in numbers to threaten me. <laughs> uh, nobody ever got closer than four feet away from me, but they did make <laughs> threats. Ah, high school. Mm-hmm. If there are any kids out there listening, just remember high school years are not the best years of your life. Your college years are the best years of your life. That's free life advice from Super Sci-Fi Party because, you know, that's who you really want to get your life advice from. Oh, yeah. We should start another podcast called Sci-Fi Life Advice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to find life lessons out of all the sci-fi movies.
0: Yeah, we could... uh, Starting to wonder if that would be more popular than this podcast. Mm -hmm. Back in Sky High, Will and Warren are taken to detention their lunchroom battle royale they are taken to a special detention room that neutralizes superpowers okay so they have this special room that neutralizes all superpowers Mm -hmm. why don't the villains just steal that technology instead of trying to perpetrate a needlessly elaborate plan they try to pull off later in the movie
1: Touche, touche.
0: Also, even though they, they can't use their powers, Warren has about six inches and 30 pounds on Will stronghold. So why doesn't he just pound Will the good old-fashioned way without superpowers when they're stuck in detention together? I'm starting to sound like one of those guys who was always asking, who would win a flight, the Hulk or Thor? I better dial it back. Although I need to mention one more geeky thing here. Uh-oh. The two boys are taken to detention by the high school's principal, Principal Powers who was played by the stunning Linda Carter. For those too young to know, Linda Carter was the OG television Wonder Woman back in the late 1970s. Now, because of the new Wonder Woman movie, Wonder Woman 1984, that we just watched on Christmas Day, we decided to go back and watch some of the old episodes of the Wonder Woman TV show. In my opinion, the old series is very hit or miss. What do you think, Scott?
1: Very, very hit or miss, but we were kind of cherry-picking episodes to try to find good ones, but...
0: We did run across an amazing episode titled Spaced Out that actually takes place at a science fiction convention, complete with a convention hall, cosplay contest, the whole enchilada. Yeah. This was very surprising to me because I wasn't aware that fan conventions existed back then. Uh, So I ended up doing a little bit of Googling on my phone, and it turns out that fan conventions have existed all the way back to the 1930s. Dang. Doesn't that blow your mind? What, what were they? <laughs> who
1: were they dressing up <laughs> as? I mean...
0: It, I think it was about authors back then. It was science fiction books as opposed to shows or movies.
1: What, like Journey to the Center <laughs> of the Earth and that kind of stuff?
0: Exactly. Oh, All I was going to say is I
1: don't remember that author's name.
0: Well, that author would be Jules Verne.
1: That's it. I couldn't remember that.
0: Now, because Will Stronghold has gained actual superpowers, he is removed from the superhero support classes and put into the hero classes, leaving his sidekick friends behind. Oh, in his new science class, Will is paired up with none other than Gwen Grayson. She is the senior Will has a crush on. Gwen's superpower is that she is a technopath, which means she can control technology with her mind. Now on the hero track, we see Will and Warren forced to team up in gym class together, and they successfully win a game called Save the Citizen. Upon hearing that his son won Save the Citizen as a freshman, Will's father is overjoyed. Oh, and that alert indicates that this is one of Scott's top three fun moments from Sky High.
1: Yep, as you mentioned, they were talking about... Will, winning the Save the Citizen as a freshman. And the part that really got me was really just the conversation between the father and son. And dad's like, you once save the citizen as a freshman. I didn't even do that. And you beat your mom's high score on pinball. So Apparently all of mine are going to be related to like parlor games, pinball and pool and stuff. But.
0: Well, see, the commander has his priorities in order. <laughs> it's all about the arcade. As time moves forward, we see Will and Gwen becoming a couple, which causes Will to become more and more distant from his sidekick friends. Gwen is very popular and hangs out with the popular kids, so she pushes Will into hanging out with them as well. There's even an incident where Will forgets a dinner with his old best friend Layla because he is hanging out with Gwen instead. Jerk. This really hurts Layla because not only is Will her best friend, but she also has a massive lifelong crush on him. This incident causes Layla to form an uneasy alliance with war and peace in which the two agree to pretend to be a couple and attend the homecoming dance together to make Will jealous. Eventually, Gwen talks Will into hosting a meeting of the homecoming committee with her at Will's house. Following the classic Hollywood high school movie rules, the small meeting somehow turns into a large party against Will's wishes. when has invited all the popular kids to Will's house without asking him. She then convinces Will to take her down into his family's secret inner sanctum so they can be alone.
1: But he promised his dad he wouldn't.
0: I just can't believe that a high school boy would do that for time alone with a really good looking girl. <laughs> oh wait, yes I can. Once the two are down in the sanctum, we see Gwen kiss Will to distract him as a speedster steals the pacifier technology that Will's father took from the villain Royal Payne many years ago. What, what, what? No. It's got to be a coincidence, right?
1: Seems like we were introduced to the pacifier earlier. Indeed we were. Although no one knows what it does.
0: Back at the party, Layla randomly shows up to Will's house. Gwen sends Will on an errand so she can verbally decimate poor Layla in front of everyone. This causes Layla to tell Gwen that she never wants to talk to Will again, and Layla leaves. Layla has a rough time for most of this movie. Fortunately, Will finds out about Gwen treating Layla badly, so he breaks up with her on the spot and kicks all the hero kids out of his house. Unfortunately, before the kids can disperse, Will's parents come home and bust the party. Busted. (laughs) And now we've finally reached the climax of the movie. It's the night of the homecoming dance. All the kids are at the dance as are Will's parents, who are attending to receive a special award. Gwen Grayson's homecoming committee, quote unquote, is awarding them. Will is at home sulking because he doesn't have a date, so he decided to stay home. Now, in a very obvious case of... He needs to do it so the plot moves forward. (laughs) Will happens to be flipping through his parents' old yearbook when he suddenly notices that one of his parents' old classmates looks exactly like Gwen Grayson. He also notices that in the photo, she is holding the pacifier technology. Will looks around and sees that the pacifier is missing from the sanctum. Oh, (laughs) noes! Will calls upon the services of none other than Ron Wilson bus driver to rush him to sky high. Back at the dance, just as the award ceremony is starting, Gwen Grayson reveals herself to be the Stronghold's old arch enemy, Royal Pain. Royal Pain has fixed the pacifier, and it turns out it's a gun that shoots a ray that turns adults into babies. She uses it to turn both of Will's parents into babies. Because why wouldn't you? <laughs> you don't want to just destroy them, you want to make them babies. As Royal pain starts to turn everyone into babies, it becomes obvious that the whole dance was an evil scheme hatched by Gwen and her popular clique friends, a.k.a. the Homecoming Committee. Will arrives at the dance and meets up with his old sidekick friends. He apologizes to all of them, especially Layla. Then he suddenly kisses Layla because he wants her to know he has feelings for her in case he doesn't survive the night. Wow, stuff got real. (laughs) They went from goofy homecoming dance to I'm going to kiss you now because I might die tonight. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Scott. I found Mm. out something about this scene. Remember when we were watching sky-high outtakes and bloopers on YouTube and I mentioned that Danielle Panabaker looks uncomfortable kissing Michael Agarano? Yes. A.K.A. Will? Well, it turns out that during the production of the movie, the guy who plays Will was actually dating Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who plays Gwen, Really? And Danielle Panabaker, who plays Layla, was actually dating the guy who plays War and Peace. So in this scene, Panabaker had to repeatedly kiss Angerano while standing directly in front of the guy she was dating at the time.
1: Awkward! Yeah, it probably didn't help that he was like doing high fives after every take, too.
0: <laughs> well, I think he was very nervous, because I'm sure uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was somewhere around as well. So as the scene progresses... We see each one of Will's psychic friends getting to use their superpowers to help the cause. It is revealed that Gwen Grayson, aka Royal Pain, was actually a classmate of Will's parents who was forced into psychic classes because at the time no one understood what a technopath was. When she became a supervillain and Will's parents defeated her, the pacifier gun exploded. Everyone thought Royal Pain had died. But it turned out that she had been turned into a baby because that's, that's what it does. She grew up again being raised by her evil sidekick. It turns out her plan is to turn all of Sky High into babies so she can use them to start a villain academy and raise them all to be evil. That's a very elaborate plan as opposed to just stealing the detention room power dampening technology and wiping them all out.
1: It seems easier.
0: But... Will and Royal Pain begin an epic superpower battle. We also get to see Layla fight an evil cheerleader. Aren't they all evil? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I didn't mean it. It turns out that Layla is a very powerful superhero with plant control, much like Poison Ivy, and Mm. she easily defeats her foe. The cheerleader tells Layla that Royal Pain has sabotaged Sky High's anti-gravity system, so once Royal Pain leaves with the babies... The school's going to fall out of the sky. Lila and Warren rush to tell Will about Royal Payne's plan, but arrive just in time to see Royal Payne punch Will out the window and over the edge of Sky High, so Will falls to his death. The end.
1: Yeah, it was a shorter movie than I thought it was going to be.
0: We'd like to thank you for joining us on this edition of Super Sci-Fi Party. Join us next time when... What? (laughs) That's not how it ends? Oh, Who writes these notes? Oh, wait, I do. Yeah, that checks out. So Royal Payne, Layla, and Warren all think Will has just fallen to his death, but it turns out Will has also inherited his mother's ability to fly. Yay. He flies back in through the window and knocks out Royal Payne. But of course, she's not really knocked out because this is a movie. <laughs> She suddenly presses a button on her armor that sends sky high into a free fall. Fortunately, one of Will's sidekick friends who has the ability to turn into a purple hamster has crawled down into sky high's anti-gravity system and chews through a wire on the device. Royal pain is using to defeat it between her disabling the device and will flying under the school and trying to push it back into the sky. They managed to save sky high and win the day. In the final scene, the babies are returned to their previous ages, and Will's parents publicly acknowledge the sidekicks as heroes. Principal power locks all the villains into the power-dampening detention room, and the homecoming dance resumes. In the final shot, we see Will and Layla make it out while floating in the sky. We hear Will doing a voiceover in which he says, So in the end, my girlfriend became my archenemy, My archenemy became my best friend and my best friend became my girlfriend. But hey, that's high school. Let's hear it for Sky High. So any final thoughts about Sky High? Sky?
1: Well, after your Harry Potter connection earlier, I'm wondering which one came out first or was written first, I guess.
0: Now think about it carefully, because after your answer, apparently you are never allowed to think about Sky High ever again, because they're your final thoughts on the topic.
1: Yep, that was it.
0: (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) I really like Sky High because in part, well, in part because of the amazing ensemble cast, but also because I really like the idea of taking a genre such as superhero genre and then showing part of the world that we don't normally see such as what happens when superheroes attend high school. I wonder if we could apply that to other genres. Like maybe we could show a retirement home for horror movie villains <laughs> or maybe make a sci-fi movie about a wedding. That kind of thing is fun to be.
1: Yeah, that could be fun.
0: Well, we hope you all had a fun time hanging out with us today on Super Sci-Fi Party. If you'd like to tell us what you think about Sky High, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at Party at super sci fi dot com. That's party at super sci fi We'd be more than happy to hear from you. Remember, you can also learn more about the show by visiting our website, super sci fi party dot com. If you enjoy Super Sci Fi Party, please pass it along to your awesome sci fi loving friends. We need your help to spread the word about the fun in science fiction. We'd also like to give a shout out to our friend, Mickey, who has been sharing our Facebook post. Thank you, Mickey. You rock. Speaking of shout outs, I'd also like to slide a quick plug here at the end of the show for our other brothers podcast. As you know, my co-host Scott and I are brothers, but as Yoda once said, there is another. (laughs) Our brother, Brian Kinsley, has a great podcast called Crime and Music which is all about famous musicians and their misadventures into law breaking. Brian and his co-host, Ben and or Jason, tell you real life outlaw tales of the larger than life personalities in the music industry who sometimes find themselves on the wrong side of the law. It's a fun listen and we recommend it highly. Again, that podcast is called Crime in Music. So check it out. Until next time for Super Sci-Fi Party, I'm Todd Kinsley. I'm Scott Kinsley. And in the immortal words of Doc Brown from Back to the Future, the future is what you make it. So make it a good one. Sayonara, everyone. See ya. Firepower Fudge Fist
1: Yeah